Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the Christmas podcast that is exactly the same every week. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Hey, hey, hey. This is Steve Hogarty coming to you in your left ear. And in your right ear, Joe Scrabbles. Deal with that, Gav. You got a in the edit suite. You got a stereo mix this now. <laughs> coming into your face. Ugh. <laughs> Is Gav Murphy for this incredible Christmas regular features podcast pre Christmas? I love how every every episode leading up to <laughs> in <Christmas>. December. <laughs> is this just well, like months worth of Christmas? Locke's been smart. He didn't even fucking bother with a Christmas <laughs> feature for the Christmas live special. So now he can just save them all up. Yeah. Do a big Santa blowout. This is the podcast that's the same every week. Mm. And last week was a live episode as every week was it, it's one week since a live episode and of the still regular features podcast is and um gav you weren't there for that one were you i wasn't it was so festive there were a couple of readers who i sat down and had a drink with them and the guy started asking me questions like i was being interviewed oh no and i felt really weird i mean he made me feel awkward but then i i made the situation better because of my you know slick social abilities yeah. and skills it's interesting to pull things back but he was saying things like so when you were writing the feature about Cranglemas, oh, no. uh, what did you what were, what were you trying to like, uh, mate? What, just getting what, it go, done, <laughs> getting it done before seven thirty p.m. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I was writing it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got a Christmas feature? Got one. got a Christmas story, a real-life Christmas story that will warm the heart and the cockles. What is a cockle? Fish. I think balls. <laughs> yep, that's a good point, actually, because cockles are like those little fish things you get. They're like, I don't know. Clams. No, are they clam-like? No, they're not clam. Like they muscles. are, well, I guess maybe the, the actual meat of it is, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> you got, I don't think you've got to break open cockles. That's like, a pain in the ass for what you get. Are they like big barnacles? Yes. Ugh. I think so. Um, but warm your cockles. Because I've never had them warm, and I wouldn't. Yeah. I've, I've had hot muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. But never warm cockles. You didn't even make it to the end of the word muscles. I was just laughing at your own joke. Longer, I love it. The longer this podcast goes on, the more you get Log's sense of humor. <laughs> I think Log secretly sends him things to say and be like, no matter what, you're getting this into the podcast. But yeah, this is going to warm you right up, right up to your clams. I will eat mum, grieving daughter to sprinkle ashes on Christmas dinner. Have you seen this story? No, I haven't. I'm... I'm very happy that you haven't, because me and Gav have. <laughs> We've been laughing about it a great deal. All day. This is like take a break headline. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, yeah, yeah. what I'd like to point out is, <laughs> before we start, grieving Deborah Parsons is clearly not well. Yeah, she's We're not well. making fun of her, <laughs> no. necessarily. We're making uh, fun of the Daily Mirror yeah. who are exploiting her. Mm. You have the photo to show Steve. Just so we can say, like, the photo is her with, I think, a fork. Uh, it's um, a spoon. 
It's a spoon. It's a spoon. And it's just like, I will eat. And it's like, I read it as, I will eat, mum, by Christmas Day. Like, it's a challenge. Mum in the background looking frightened. The fucking dude from Man vs. Food next to her. There are so... There are so many pictures of her in almost exactly the same position. With different utensils. But with the spoon getting slowly closer to and then in her mouth. Shut up. So, like, well, you'll see. I want a picture of her, All right, well. like hands on the table, a knife and fork in each one, a big red and white bib around her shoulder, yeah. and a big slurping tongue. Well, don't show face. Steve the picture because he's he's in the That's he's, he's playing the part point. of the audience right yes. now. So, grieving Deborah Parsons will have her mum Doreen for Christmas dinner this this year. Very good. By scattering her, scattering her ashes on the turkey, <laughs> then tucking in. Nice. Talk. By scattering her ashes. Scattering her ashes. <laughs> She's going to eat it, then shit it out onto Mate, the that's turkey. That's all you can think about. The whole time you read this story is you're shitting your mum out. Yeah. And for dessert, she'll enjoy Christmas pud. With a dusting of her mum's last remains. <laughs> that's quite similar to a main course, really. Yeah. yeah. Deborah. <laughs> Meaty. 41, has felt the urge to eat, in capital letters, I really like it when tabloids do that, mm. eat, Dory's like it's going to say something different, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Doreen's ashes, since she died in May, and has, a, and has had a small spoonful most days to feel as close as possible to her. What? She's already been eating it? Loads She's of it. Oh, so the headline is, I will have eaten all of mum by Christmas Day. I don't think it's even that. I think, oh. I think this story wasn't good enough for the mirror until right. it was on Christmas yeah. dinner. I bet she's been sending this story in loads, being like, I'm eating my mum. Yeah. She's going to be eating her mum on Boxing Day as well, but they're not mentioning In that. a sandwich. Hey, that doesn't get ahead. Yeah, I reckon like on the phone, she's just like, uh, when are you going to be eating her? Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Sunday lunch. Oh, hang on. What day does Christmas Day fall? It's not a song. <laughs> <laughs> I will be having on Christmas Day though. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But as Deborah faces Christmas without her mother, Doreen, the craving has become even stronger. Wait, so now she's craving the ash? Oh, yeah. It's a lot about cravings. Oh, man. It is the only thing that will get me through my first Christmas without mum, said Deborah. People might think I'm mad, or that it's not a very respectful thing to do. <laughs> it's not very respectful. But I, I don't think that's the issue people have yeah, got with it, Debbie. <laughs> but I just says, can't... wiping her mum on her sleeve. <laughs> But I just can't stop myself. She says doing a massive fat line of her mum. I thought you were saying doing a massive fart and her mum scattering out. Like a ghost fart coming out. <laughs> this is My favourite thing about this is people might think I'm mad or that it's yeah. not a very respectful thing to do. No. But I just can't stop myself. So it's not answering either of those. It's oh, like, yeah. you're mad oh. and not respectful. I, just, I don't give a fuck. I love it. I accept, lush. I accept the charges, yeah. she says, rubbing her tummy. <laughs> Patting it. Mm. <laughs> That's good, mum. <laughs> face like a chimney sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Van Dyke in it all Christmas. <laughs> oh. I see it as a positive thing, allowing her, allowing her to be close to me and also involving her in the family day. Involving <laughs> her! Emotion You're eating be, her! Emotion won't be fucking involved, Debbie. She's dead, love. <laughs> I feel like she can live on by being inside of me. Again, oh shitting my her. Oh, God. Because if she is part of me, she can breathe through my body. My breath is her breath. Which right. just means she's coughing it up. <laughs> 
It will be my first Christmas without her, and I want her to be involved. And, and it won't is, be my last. And this is the only way that feels right. Oh. Doreen Brown, which looks written down like Darren Brown. Mm. Magic. Yeah. Died suddenly from an airway obstruction after suffering a, suffering a chest infection in May. My breath is her God. breath. Oh. Oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> imagine, I was eating my mum. Imagine Deborah. My, just, you were like, oh, that's so sad. It's <laughs> <just> dust. <laughs> like, like the start of the Lion King when Simba's got it above his head. My mum's repeating on me. <laughs> my mum and I had a really strong bond and one which could never be broken, even by death, Deborah said. Until it was broken no, by death. By death. <laughs> and then I had to tell myself that eating her was as good as having a chat on the phone. <laughs> After the funeral and cremation, Deborah began to think what she would do with Doreen's ashes, but rejected the traditional idea of scattering them at a beauty spot her mum loved. I'm not a <laughs> fucking is, mug, she which, said. Which implies there was a beauty spot her mum loved, <gasps> and she was like, fuck that, get in my belly! <laughs> Can't eat that. <laughs> Lovely reference to Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, she wanted to uh, scatter it, the place that she loved going every single day, but uh, can't eat grief. <laughs> can you? I'm really into vor. Uh, it wasn't something I'd ever thought about, she said. This is to do with the scattering of ashes, not eating. I get it. I always thought I would have more time to think about it. I knew mum was ill. Before I could think about it, I'd whipped off the top. I was fucking lips deep in my mum. Actually, well, my dad and sisters banged on the front door, pleading with me to stop. We're getting to the sisters. I reckon they were in the car on the way home. She just locked the door. She's on the living room floor, just scooping it into her mouth. She's ripped off the glove box compartment, just siphoning it into her mouth. Now I'm like eating too much. It's like, it's not even all going in. It's just like, hey, it's like when Homer eats food, it's like all going everywhere. Licking down the cracks in the seats. <laughs> I'm not going to read the next bit because it's actually sad. Oh, oh, oh not like this bit. Yep. I'll skip to the mad bit. Thank you. Uh, Have you changed her name? No, Good. but the Daily Mirror didn't change her name. It's in the paper. Right. It's pictures of her. It's fuck them. <laughs> uh, I decided I wanted to do something with her ashes that would make a difference to how we remembered, uh, to how we remembered her. Yeah, it will make a difference because it's not going to be anywhere other yeah. than your fucking toilet, Debbie. I yep. didn't want to yep. just scatter them because that would feel like throwing her away. <laughs> You're flushing her away! You're flushing her away! <laughs> I wanted my mum to be forever remembered as the woman who was eaten by her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, where are we at? Please don't say she's going to eat the shit. Two months. No, she doesn't do that that I'm aware of. Fuck, that's proper Waterworld stuff. <laughs> two months later, one of Deborah's two sisters, who are unaware of her unorthodox ritual, so... She's been eating it for two months. Yeah. Fair S- play. She, I mean, spoon a day. She, she's like Charlie Bucket. <laughs> she has a tiny little fair bit play. every day. Like, fair play. If she's craving something that she has like a big box of for not getting through it. Like, have you ever been bought like... <laughs> I remember you like know, you sit down with a like a Terry's chocolate orange yeah. man and it's like oh, oh I've gone through all of mum now. Well, yeah. I remember like for Christmas because I really used to, like used to love dime bars. So for Christmas, um, a friend of um, my dad's who worked in a shop gave me like fucking big box of dime bars. Yeah, and he was just like, now you've got loads of them, and I was like, this is gonna last me 
forever. It's like gone by the end of Christmas like holiday. Like and maybe that's what it was. She was like, this is gonna last forever, but actually she's getting through it at a crazy pace. Do you reckon her sisters ever like pick the urn up and see how much was left? Well or you <laughs> no, gotta see a picture of the urn man. It's a fucking either. joke. The, the, it's like a cardboard box. It's not cardboard. It's, it's, a wooden, it's a wooden box but it's covered in tea stains. Oh it's covered in tea stains. Right. She's just putting stuff on top of it. <laughs> Is it like when you're like raiding your mum's drinks cabinet? Yeah. And like you get the vodka and you go, oh, better uh, put some water in yeah. that. Yeah, they'll never tell. <laughs> no one's going to know. We're, so we're getting to a very interesting point okay. that they don't cover well enough. Two months later, one of Deborah's two sisters, who are unaware of the unorthodox, unorthodox ritual, delivered her share of the ashes to her home. So there's two other thirds of mum in her two sisters' houses. Okay. When's the heist? <laughs> when are they gonna go and get them? Ooh. Deborah runs out. She knows there's two twice as much as she'd already. I wonder how they fucking measure that out as well. I've never been in charge of someone's ashes. That's interesting. You will be crazy. <laughs> anyway, back to Deborah. At first, I kept them in a plastic sandwich bag. Oh, for God's sake, Debbie. I wanted to be with them all the time, so I had them by my bed or with me around the house. On a belt. It's <laughs> got a job. Right. I love sandwich it. Sandwich bag. Then I, got a, then I got a little box for them. So I could just the idea as well. It's like being on the couch, looking around. It's not there. Where is it? Oh, by my bed. The only other place that I am. Alarm ever. Alarm clock, yeah. phone charger, bag of ashes. Then <laughs> uh, I got a little box for them so I could have them on display. But no matter what I did, I just couldn't get that feeling of closeness. Yeah. But one day, when she was missing her mum more than usual, Deborah had a moment of inspiration. I don't know what. Uh, sorry, I don't know what made me Did do it. Did you just read insanity wrong? No, <laughs> inspiration. inspiration. I don't know what made me do it the first time. It was just an urge. I can't describe it. And then, a fun problem of online publishing. They appear to have copied and pasted directly from the newspaper text. So they've included a subheader that shouldn't be there, but it's not formatted as one. So it just does this. It was just an urge. I can't describe it. Paragraph break. Salty. <laughs> Another paragraph break. As and this fun. Right. This. It gets quite erotic now. I opened the box and licked my fingers and just dipped them into the. Powder. She's a cokehead then, because she knows how to get. It. No, she's watched CSI. She's doing it like. No, a... she knows how to get dusty shit onto her finger. Mm. Which is gumming it. quick. It's gumming it. <laughs> gumming a big old blob of your mum. <laughs> You're like, it's good shit. Before I knew what I was doing, Fucking hell. they were in my mouth. Well, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. You let your finger. You're you like stuck a them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the chalky, salty taste was oh, comforting. Shut up. I felt confused by what I'd done to begin with, but the feeling of comfort and closeness. Then I stuck it, my it big old hoof in, licked that. <laughs> comfort and closeness it brought was the first bit of solace I'd had since her death. Oh, don't read like that. That's a sad bit. Each day, Deborah's <laughs> urge to eat her mum's ashes became harder to resist. Because she loved the taste. And as Christmas nears, she's planning to take her secret to the next level. <laughs> Which I it's really not like. a secret anymore, is it? She added, I have been having a little taste most days, sometimes on my finger or on a little spoon. 
She's got a little spoon. Got a little spoon. That's suspicious. Mm. Why? Because she owns a spoon. A little spoon. Not like smaller than a tea. If you have a oh, smaller than a teaspoon, like smaller than a teaspoon, teaspoon. Yeah. like one of those ones that only coke people drug have. Spoon. Yeah, <clears throat> one of those. I've got a little um, like a little spoon that's smaller than a teaspoon that I think my flatmate must have got as a little souvenir. Right. But I use it when I'm hungover because it's a little treat. Makes what me feel, for makes me coke? Nice by myself. Oh, for get my tea bag out. Not for eating my mum or doing coke. When you're hungover, you use a little smaller spoon than usual. Yeah, as just a, treat, a challenge. Just a little treat, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I'm just like, ooh, I'm hungover. I'm about to use the little spoon now. That's mad. No, it's not. It's a little bit of fun. Just a little bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> it makes me feel better about a hangover. He's <laughs> not fucking gumming my mum. <laughs> Luckily for you, it's only the second weirdest thing that's happening <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. On this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Spearing a tea bag and eating it. <clears throat> Christmas is a special time of year when you want to be close to the ones you love the most. Or the paper. And I feel the loss of those that aren't here more strongly now than ever. But I don't want to just eat the ashes on my fingers. I'd like my mum to be a part of the celebration this year, so I will have her with my Christmas dinner. We will have a place laid for her and a picture of her on the table so she could be with us on the very special day. They can eat the picture as well. I hope so. (laughs) Just to roll it up like a burrito. Deborah's fiance, who we've agreed not to name, not hard to find out. Be Picture, right. full name, yeah. easy. Because he's like, I'm not up for it, man. Imagine no. if I'd done the research and just named him. Pineouted <laughs> <laughs> him on LinkedIn. You could find him. Easy. Has supported <clears throat> her through her grief, and they plan to marry next Clearly year. Clearly not enough. No. Yeah, Ooh. she's still eating mum. <laughs> I am lucky that my loved ones understand what I'm doing. You literally said your sisters don't know. You're a liar, yeah. said Deborah of Folkestone, Kent, narrowing the net. Oh. <laughs> or is that widening the net? Don't know. And I know my mum would have been happy for me to do whatever I needed to get over no longer having her in my life. Including just having fists full of it. <laughs> my big loads of having num num. Absolute mental breakdown. <laughs> sweet, sweet mum, mum, num, num. <laughs> So that's it. Now, we know what Deborah's mum, Doreen's ashes taste like with mm, the no. Christmas pudding. What she well, salt. Salty and chalky. Salty oh, and God. chalky. But it's exactly right. what I, th- well, I actually thought maybe it'd be a bit more greasy. Like humans would be a bit more greasy. No, nah, but you cooked that. You cooked it off. You've rendered yeah, that. All the moisture is <laughs> She's gone. not cooking it. Oh, I guess no. Yeah, yeah. they've already been cooked off. Yeah. Cooked it right no, now. but I think like... If it's like uh, the way, the reason I'm thinking about it, my reason behind it is, you know, when you have a barbecue and you've had like a lot of meat and then like, all the ashes, if you've ever cleaned something out, they're always a little bit greasy. And I always think like, that's what it'd be like. Yeah. I'm not saying that Doreen's a particularly fatty person. Would, every now and Never then. Never what she looks like, so. That uh, couldn't. Like, she'd get a spoonful <laughs> and she'd like break her tooth on a, on a ring. <laughs> <laughs> or a filling. Well, enough about Doreen. Yeah. I've sourced the ashes of three recently deceased famous people from eBay. No, you haven't. The internet marketplace. Oh, mm. Jesus Christ. And we're going to taste each of them randomly with a small mini Christmas pud that I bought and have heated up. Amazing. Who wants to eat an ash first? Yeah, go on. You want to go first? Yeah, so One, yeah. two, or three. Dos. Dos. Yeah. What does that mean? Do I close my eyes? Number two. Close your eyes. Okay. And that's the remains of Antonio Carluccio. Oh, can wait. He knew his flavouring. He knew how to season stuff. He's probably delicious. 
Well, out of, I mean, I don't know who else you've chosen, but I mean, I feel like he should taste nice, and if he hasn't, then he's lived a lie. <laughs> and we should never eat a Carluccio's again. <laughs> Steve's laughing because he can see what's going on. Like, delicious, uh, delicious. Mm. Antonio Carluccio is can I open my served. Eyes or you can. Have I got it? You can. Uh, you can look. Okay. So have a bite. See what you think it will be like. Okay. So this is what Antonio Carluccio. I really hope none of his family listen to the podcast. To be honest with you. Oh. oh. Well, none gritty. Of his, none of them's gone in. He's gritty. His ashes fell off. Hang on. I'm gonna do a big fork full of his ashes. Right? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mm. I don't know if they got all the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Again, pure Carluccio marrow. <laughs> <laughs> really rendered down. Mm. How are you finding it? Mm. I think it looks quite nice. Yeah. Do you know what? It's not what I expected Carluccio to taste like. Didn't you? No. Were you thinking ragu? Well, because <laughs> you're a racist. Yeah, the racist in me is thinking ragu, obviously. So I'm going to have a big bit with it's basically three pellets <laughs> of uh, Lucio. Um, Describe the taste. I don't know. Help. How do you, yeah, how does it taste? It's, <laughs> it's a shock when you first crunch into it. <laughs> then it's quite refreshing, mm. I'll be honest. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say overpowering, because I know he would hate that. Because mm. he, he was not a fan of overpowering tastes. <laughs> um, I read in his autobiography. <laughs> Immediate, the day he died. Yeah, I wonder if it's um, like a you know the whole two dre- two hairdressers in a town riddle. Yeah, like one's got a bad haircut, one's got a good haircut. Who's the better hairdresser? Uh, it's the guy with the bad haircut, obviously, because he cuts the other guy's hair. Mm. It's Carluccio oh. by virtue of making incredible flavors. He himself tastes awful, disgusting. It seems to taste all right because Gav's going in for loads okay, of it. I'm going to have finishing it. I've got five bits of Lucio going on. You don't have to keep going. No, no, no. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> he tastes good. And I've, had, I've eaten a Carluccio a couple of times. Really you've on. eaten a Carluccio once. Five bits of Carluccio. He's dead. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Baby, I'm eating it. <laughs> Last month. <laughs> you set me up, Scrabble. <laughs> you said he was dead. It's his foot. <laughs> if Carlucci is not dead, who the hell am I? <laughs> here? Mark's out of five. How about that? Um, don't overthink it, Gav. Three, three, <laughs> strong three. three. Well, I can tell you. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go back for the last bit of Christmas pudding and there's only one pellet of Carluccio left mm. and I'm sticking it on there. <laughs> I could have that without because it's my bit stiff. Don't think he's a pellet. Right, Joe, <laughs> give me number one, please. Number one? Yeah. That's Fats Domino. Ro- legendary rock and roll singer, Fats yeah. Domino. Close your eyes. Okay. How do you not like Christmas pudding? Oh, it's just, it's not very good. It's great. Did Fats Domino play... The jazz trumpet. I think so. Oh, I don't know what he did. I thought you were going to say something racist then. Like, didn't he play? And you're like, no. <laughs> that was somebody else. Can you play midfield from Brazil? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like um, another actor of that heritage. <laughs> was he an actor? 
I don't. No. But He's a musician. No, but you said play. Like, oh, okay, oh yeah. Right. Can I look now? No. Okay. We didn't say what Coluccio actually was. I don't think we should. No. <laughs> what? It's his fucking ashes, man. He's pellets. Some bloody respect. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me get some more of him. It's really difficult. So who's this Fats Domino? This is Fats, Fats Domino. Domino. Okay, this is his ashes. I don't hmm. think he was well. Looking at that. Look, at, he has come out a bit lumpy. <laughs> oh, that doesn't look good. I bet it's all right. I had mm. a little bit on the way. You can hear me chewing. Did you? A little. little oh, s- on the way. I think you meant on the way here. No, no, no. Um, um, how is he? That's actually quite refreshing. Is it? Yeah. I would eat fresh. This. I would eat Fats Domino as a side. With um, I'm being mental, but I don't know what Fats Domino is. It's what? A, he's a person. He's a pea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. see what Fats Domino has become. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you reacted like that. No. Oh, he's no. fucking. You're going back for a full fork I mean, of fats. These are quite good. How's well, ashes doing? I love this. I uh, love Fats Domino's ashes. I'm going to get on with it. I'm going to have a bit of Cheggers. If her mum tasted you're half as good. You're going to eat a bit of Keith Cheggers. I'm going to have Cheggers. The nation's favourite. The prince of daytime TV. Prince of peace. The prince of peace. I'm going to spoil my tea if I keep eating Patch Domino's ashes. I, and disgusting. I should say I kept actually strictly to what the numbers were in my head, which means I have ended up with the man I'd like to eat least. Why? You didn't like him. You don't want his soul inside you. Yeah, I don't yeah. want him in. You've pulled that in such a way that you could pick up the bit of Christmas pudding and he's stuck to it. You could eat it like a bar, like a breakfast mm, bar. I try. Okay, let me think this. <laughs> oh, it's quite hot. Also, people like him. You know that, Joe. Okay. I just like a photo and then go, I can't ever tweet that or anything. Be like, here's my friend Joe eating Keith, Keith Chegwin's ashes. Yeah. Oh, I've lost some of him. It's all right. Oh, oh, we've got a bit of a buzzing. checkers crunch going on there. Oh, he, This is how you would have liked to remember being remembered. Oh, you taste like cool original Doritos. <laughs> that is... On a Christmas pudding. Don't eat Doreen. It won't be good. Mine, mm. I, to be fair, you enjoyed eating Fats Domino. I really like, enjoyed eating... Yeah. Uh, Fats Domino tastes like green beans. Mm. Exactly like green. Beans I feel like. Are you not pudding. enjoying eating Cheggers? This is making me like Christmas pudding more. There you go. Because Cheggers isn't. Oh, if he's falling apart. Oh. Oh. That's disgusting. I better have more of him. <laughs> <laughs> Why do bums suddenly explode in my face on my shoulder? Just like me, they long to we into you. You're listening to regular features. Guys, I know we've all had a laugh at <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, Doreen. Um, but Christmas is actually pretty sad. Um, and a lot of people feel sad at Christmas for different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I've been watching all of my favorite Christmas specials and I realized recently that all my Christmas specials that I love are the sad ones. Go on. Jonathan Creek, Black Canary. Um, starts with a death. What's sadder than death? They all do. Nothing. Um, Does every Jonathan Creek start <coughs> with a death? Is that the rule? No, not at all. I'll just put so up death some One of them was about aliens. So. <laughs> um, 
the League of Gentlemen Christmas special. That's one of the saddest and darkest things. And bottom Christmas special is inherently sad. Um, the Inside Number Nine special, which I love, is one of the Ooh, recent yeah. ones I properly love. That's really really sad. But if you oh, think about the, it, like is that the 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 film one, yeah, seventies yeah, yeah. Krampus one, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Christmas. You forget Christmas is really really sad. Um, but so the two things I think about Christmas uh, is sadness, yeah, and Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've picked excerpts from what I think are the six saddest Christmas stories. And what we're going to do is sing those little bits in the tune of my favourite Christmas songs. Okay. (laughs) When we workshop this earlier, we spent more time on your feature than we did on mine and realising that may have been a mistake. (laughs) And what we ended up in mine is not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, we're getting all behind this. I'm going to go first. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Chegwin's giving me quite bad heartburn. Well, there's a lot of worries. I <laughs> have taste, I taste amazing because of college here. So. You taste amazing. Yeah. Nummy. Here we go. This is uh, Charades by Laurie Moore. So this is a Christmas story. This is a Christmas story. Is it real? Yeah. This is a true real. story. Oh, I don't know where people oh, get I see. stories from, do I? No, I'm sorry. Um, sang in the tu- to the style of All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm. It's quite a short one, I suppose. Yeah. Easy. So these are bits of stories, not full stories. It's They're not like, bits of a story. It's not for sale baby shoes. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. These are bits. Yes, yeah, sorry. These right. are bits of a story, not the full story. I'll give oh. you the context of the story before you sing it, maybe. I love it. That's better. Uh, so this one, Charades by Laurie Moore. What would be a nice family game of charades at Christmas time is undercut by the narrator's contempt contempt for her husband's dyslexia mm-hmm. and the admission that she's having an affair, one with the potential to ruin her career. <gasps> it's nothing except that is sex with a man who is not dyslexic. And once in a while, God, she needs that. God, that's good. <laughs> Actually, well, I didn't understand the story. It's nothing except that it's a se- it's sex with a man who's not dyslexic. And once in a while, God, she needs that. I've never realised that I can't pass words when they're in song. Yeah, it's what? hard. Let me see that. I mean, it doesn't tell you a lot about the story. It's nothing. That worked. <laughs> Great. I've never seen that story. It's a horrible one. I know. All of these are awful. They've taken from a BuzzFeed article, which is like the saddest Christmas <laughs> stories ever. You pick one and tell me what the name is, and I'll tell you what that story's about. Christmas is a Sad Time for the Poor by John Cheever. Here we go. Uh, Charlie, an elevator operator at an apartment building uptown, is feeling sour about having to work Christmas Day. He lives alone in a furnished room and has no family. Sad, sad facts of his life he shares with every tenant who wishes him Merry Christmas. Mm. Come on, Charlie. To the tune of Jingle Bells, which I had kind of quick... You haven't made this scan at all. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll do my best. <laughs> I ate dinner by myself on Christmas Day. <laughs> I had some hot dogs and some beans and drank a bottle of rum with Coke. It was a lonesome Christmas and President Kennedy's murder was almost like one of those birds that I had to feed every day. Oh, oh that's wicked. That's wicked. That's one of my favourite songs. 
<laughs> I like how you went, you haven't made this scan at all. There, you went through, you were just like, you sang it fucking perfectly. <laughs> With Coke. With Coke. Bang I, I abbreviated Coca Cola to Coke oh! on the fly to make it fit. Oh, I've got the longest one. But what I'm thinking, what is happening right now is we're seeing the real power of Christmas because no matter how sad things get, guys, it's cheery. It's when cheery sang when sang to a Christmas beat. That's Why is this one seven lines long? <laughs> this is going to be Because that was the saddest bit. All right. What is it? This What's is the, the song? Christmas Banquet by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Okay. Narrated by an unknown man named Roderick who has been gifted with some degree of insight into the gloomy mysteries of the human heart, we hear the tale of a melancholic eccentric who bequeaths an endowment with the sole purpose of organising an annual Christmas banquet for ten of the most miserable persons that could be found. Ooh. That's what your story is about. This is sung to the tune of White Christmas. Okay. <clears throat> the misanthropist went deep into the philosophy of evil and wandered about in the darkness. Perfect. With now and then a gleam of discolored light. Hovering on ghastly shapes and horrid scenery. Let's <laughs> <laughs> write more lines. Just do that. Pick is the it, slowest song for yeah, the it's longest great. one. <laughs> is there any other bits to White Christmas? Or is it all that cadence? No, they just repeat it's it. Yeah, it's just fine. That's why I picked that Many one for this. Many a miserable thought such as men have stumbled upon. From age to age did he now rake up again <laughs> And gloat over it as an inestimable gem A diamond a treasure far preferable to those bright spiritual revelations of a better world <laughs> Oh, I've left myself too little for the it's rest right. That's good Yeah You got it <laughs> Yeah, I got that. These <laughs> are good. I like this. Yeah. I like, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, conceptually, this feature's great. <laughs> I didn't really think that I'd remember all the Christmas tunes, but I do. Hey, man. I, was I wasn't. Over hey, man. Time. I wasn't buying it, but I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad because at one point it was going to be 12. <laughs> and then we stopped that. Okay. Um,. I'll take the biggie. <laughs> Let's hear that. Okay. <clears throat> I've got... Oh, shit. Oh, wow, that is a big... It's so big. <laughs> That's why me. I had it. Well done. Here we go. I'm going uh, for The Fir Tree by Hans Christian Andersen. A sentient sapling is discontent with life in the forest. He's too small. I must watch on as all his companions are chopped down and all towards he suspects... Wonderful adventures. Oh, it's like Sausage Party, but yeah. for Christmas trees. Yeah. I think maybe that's where they got it from. I've read that book. Have you? Yeah. Sausage Party. Yeah. <laughs> Bike. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Yeah. You're like, dude, that's, you know that's not a book. <laughs> the novelization of Sausage Party. <laughs> the douche was angry again. <laughs> uh, so this is Wonderful Christmas Time. Okay. <laughs> Don't say, okay, you wrote it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I, I think I could do this. <laughs> it's not writing it, it's copying and pasting it and putting a random Christmas song on it. I don't think I know anything except the chorus tune to that yeah. one. No, I know the. 
Four no, words and you know the chorus. Snow is falling. No, no. No, that's not right. Don't. That's a different song. That's a different song. Yeah, that. Wonderful Christmas time. That's it, right? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I know more now. I was gonna. I was just gonna go immediately before it, which is like when Christmas came. So go ahead. Guys, I'm gonna get into it. You fucked this for me. I got. I got. I got. When Christmas came, quite young trees were cut down. <laughs> trees which often were never as large, or the same age as this fir tree, who could never rest, but always wanted to be off. These young trees, and they were always the finest looking, <laughs> retained their branches. They were laid on cars, and the horses drew them out of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's wicked. <laughs> I dare know. say this is one of my favourite features for a long time. <laughs> I think it's a feature that I hate you the most has gone to someone that I think is all right. I think this could be a, a live show feature next year. Which one do you want? That one. The, the one, one you put towards me. Okay. No, I'm going to stop. Oh, he's done that deal or no deal shit on me. <laughs> Golden balls to That man. deal or no deal shit. Oh, some Jasper uh, Carrot motherfucker. Steve, what you got? Uh, the Junkies Christmas by William S. Burroughs. Okay, let me tell you what that's about. I mean, I'm pretty sure we can guess. But, uh, a junkie... <laughs> I wonder what Junkie's Christmas is about. A junkie is released from the county precinct on Christmas Day and sets off in search of heroin. <laughs> to the tune of Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> Danny's body ached for junk, but it was a doll like now. Nice. Dull and hopeless. <laughs> Say it! You got a little one. That's beautiful. <laughs> Sing that one again? Yeah. Danny's body ached for junk, but it was a dull ache now. Dull and hopeless. That's nice. Yeah, he knew how to string a sentence together, didn't he? He did, even though he was on the junk. He was on the horse constantly. <laughs> on the H. Uh, I've got One Christmas Eve by Langston Hughes. Basically, this is the saddest one, so I'm glad you picked it last. Okay. Uh, it also has, is the only one with dialogue in it. Hmm. A classic element to any sad Christmas tale is how, for the have-nots, the holiday provides a hearty serving of more wanting. All right. What tune are you going to? It's the tune of Last Christmas. (laughs) But Santa Claus didn't give me nothing. Joseph said tearfully. He made a big noise at me, but I run out. Serves you right, said R.C. <laughs> Trudging through the snow. You had no business in there. I told you to stay where I left you. <laughs> and the boys of regular features learned uh, an important uh, lesson that anything is nice as long as you sing it to a Christmas song. I agree. I agree. That was all nice. Merry Christmas. Merry one Christmas. And all. One and, it's still a lot of fucking Christmas the time this goes out. <laughs> like, I don't know what we're thinking. More episodes coming like, before then. We're not even that fond of Christmas. We just do a month's worth of Christmas episodes. Um, speak for yourself, good. mate. Oh, Love whoa. it. Yeah, it is good. 
I love um, reading a bit of Langston Hughes. Yeah. Eating a fat domino <laughs> and settling down. Thank you very much for listening to this. If you liked any of that, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features, kick in a few Christmas pennies, and we'll get the Christmas pennies into our Christmas bank. Accounts. You're all getting a check. Just divvy up whatever check you get into yeah. 12 installments and Come give on, it guess us. It, guess it. Guess it. If you get a blank check from your mum, write Patreon <laughs> dash regular features. Send that to Patreon, mm. comma, California, where they are, and we'll get it. And they'll only so, take 3.5% oh yeah, more. What is happening with that? Do we know? They mm. have reverted their changes. Oh, <gasps> sweet. They have. So if you heard any, any sort of kerfuffle with Patreon... They were trying to shift what, some sort of service charge onto, yeah, yeah, yeah. onto, onto customers. And people were mad about it. Everyone. Yeah. I personally, on behalf of Regular Features, kicked up such a stink. I said, no, no, not my readers, not on my watch, no. And they said, fuck in hell, let's Steve's roll back the, hit the roof. I, I would <laughs> like to point out that I know at least one reader oh, yeah. took their Patreon away, which was fine at the time. Give it back. You have, to, you have to give that money you back. You have to, now. because you that's come back. naughty. You have I've to met, give us money. <laughs> How dare you vote with your wallet? Yeah, I've met that man's dad. No, so, that's not that man. No, no, I met his dad in the street. Oh. Big tall dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the dad that comes to our live no, show. No, 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 not him. Threatening. Mate, I know your dad. <laughs> yeah, I know your so fucking you old gonna, man. I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to eat him on the next Christmas <laughs> podcast? Because I fucking will. He loses his threat after, I know your dad, and I'll tell on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love how we're such big shots that we, we threaten individual. <laughs> we haven't named him. <laughs> we could. If we know them individually. If your Patreon money's not back in our wallets yeah. by yeah. next we're month, watching. we're naming you. Guess it. <laughs> we have some live shows oh live shows are we're not doing a live show in January I okay. thought we were about to spring live shows yeah. on us I'm like, fuck <laughs> you Steve no they're coming back in Feb and Mar Love excellent um, but they aren't available yet in the Canal Cafe Theatre because you know oh, it's Christmas so give us give us a chance but guess who's going to find out about those bad boys first only the bloody patrons aren't they so only them only them boys will know <laughs> and actually they sell out very very quickly as well Sometimes. <laughs> so, so hey, I'm bad. trying to do like a sense of urgency. You know, until the snow came along. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, ah, oh, the snow. I, I reckon that last show really weeded out the weaker fans. Absolutely. <laughs> Shit <laughs> bags. Oh, I wish we knew you were dead. We could have fucking zone. burnt them and eat, eat yeah. them. God, the longer we do the Patreon section at the end, the more the I, I would feel less inclined to <laughs> yeah. give any money to us. This feels like a bit that we should definitely pre-record to a, to a fine 30 seconds yeah. that there's no possible way you can be offended by it. No. Like, it needs to be a, like an advert, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> this is why they have adverts and they record them not live. <laughs> Because if you talk about Squarespace for long enough, you start talking about how shit it is. <laughs> Just out of sheer awkwardness. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully. Thank you very much for listening. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Merry Christmas.